What is up? You are listening to episode two of the Smash Pod podcast, a podcast devoted to helping intermediate and beginner players improve at Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and basically just us sharing our tips and tricks of things that we've learned um, through our, you know, little while of playing the game. And I'm your host, Henry. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yep, that's me. And today, we are talking about something that uh, that I feel like we should have probably talked about first. But I think second's also a very good time to talk about it. We're talking about terms and techniques. You know, yeah. sometimes you hear somebody say something like, um, nice tech dude, and you're like, oh, I don't know what that means. Or like, you missed the tech, you know? Or a bad air dodge or something. Yeah. So I feel like as a, a beginner and even an intermediate player, for a lot of times you don't really know what that means. Um, so we're just going to try to help unravel that and explain, you know, why there's not really a whole lot of meaning as why we use these techniques or these terms, but we're just going to explain what they are and, you know, when it's appropriate to use them, I guess. Yeah. Cause I always use them inappropriately. You rarely or, use them at all. Yeah. If I do use them though, I, I typically mess it up. Yeah. So, um, before we start with the, the main topic, I figured, um, I have this idea for a little segment. I call okay. it 10 minutes of improvement. Although we could also do it five. All right. um, and we're each just going to talk about what we've been working on. You know, we do this show every other week is what we're going for. Um, so that's, you know, we can just talk about what we've been trying to improve on, you know, some things that we've been struggling with and trying to improve on that week. So why don't you go first, if you can? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess I've been struggling mainly with uh, trying not to get angry when I get beat. That'd be, <laughs> that'd okay. be my main thing. Actually, that's that's actually the case. I get get mad whenever I miss inputs and things like that, as you know. Oh, yeah. I have gone through like five different controllers because I always try to blame the controller. But the reality is it's, it's miss inputs for me. And a lot of times what it is is in my recovery, rather than my up B, I actually do my side B. Yeah. And, and it messes me up. And or sometimes I do the neutral B. Like I push the input on the up. You know, the up on the uh, directional stick, but uh, it, it just doesn't compute, apparently. But it's me. It's timing, and so that's something I need to work on. Rather than blaming my controller, it's it's me. I know that to be the case. Yeah. Um, so is that it? Um, I mean, I can improve on a lot of things, I'm sure, but that would be my main thing, yeah. Just paying attention to the way I'm inputting on the directional pad, mainly. And have have you tried to pick up any new characters this week or anything? Um, I mean, not really. I don't. I don't guess. I mean, I've really been trying to. I've been rotating between uh, the Me Gunner, Corrin, and Donkey Kong pretty mm-hmm. much. I don't. I mean, sometimes I'll I'll mess with somebody else, but I'm sort of uh, just an essentials kind of guy. I stick with what I know. I can respect that. I can respect that. Um. So. For me, this isn't really going to be 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes of improvement sounds better than like three and a half minutes of improvement. (laughs) So for me, um, I kind of struggle with the opposite problem is I play too many different characters. So I've been trying to really pin down my my two and three main characters, Diddy Kong, Zero Suit Samus. And then um, I've been playing regular Samus a little bit. Yeah, because I, I I want a projectile character in my back pocket. Yeah, but I've really been trying to improve on those two characters because I I do end up playing a lot of different characters and um, it's not a great way to improve. I mean, it, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. Yeah, well, it kind of gets on my nerves because 
I'm the kind of guy that likes to dial in a character. So it might take me probably the first round sometimes to dial somebody in and kind of their movements and all of that. But if you, if you constantly change up characters, it really throws me off, which is actually a good strategy if you're playing against me. But, uh, I mean, you certainly it helps to have somebody dialed in yourself, like your character, you know, their timing, their spacing and all that stuff, especially if you're going to get to a tournament and stuff like that. You certainly don't want to be changing up characters constantly in the middle of a tournament because people will mop the floor with you. Yeah, that's true. But I've also heard some people have gone to tournaments and like played random. Like they're just good with all the characters and like they yeah. rely on that, like people not knowing all the matchups and switching it up on people. And they've done very well, which is like kind of a cool concept, but that's not quite how I want to play. Yeah. So uh, why don't we just go ahead and uh, jump into our main topic today? Yeah, let's do it. So let's start with what's the point of using all these, these terms, you know? I mean, to me, uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot of point in it except for when you're watching YouTube videos to know what the heck they're talking about. But I, well, within everything, there's terminology, right? Within, you know, you think about the medical profession. Sometimes my wife, who's a nurse, your mom, mm-hmm. um, will say things kind of in the nursing world that is completely like a foreign language to me, right? If yeah. I don't know the terminology, I have no clue what she's talking about. So that, that's an example, but within every area of work or, or even games and things like that, there's terminology that if you don't know it, you're kind of out of the loop. So it is helpful to know it. It is, but we're not as focused on, um, well, we're going to try to split half and half between understanding what people are talking about and actually using these techniques. Because really all it is, is just like, when I say tech, it's just an abbreviation for a technique. It's not really that most the most original thing. Yeah. So we're going to explain to you how to do these things because they are essential to playing the game, especially when you're coming up into playing the game. And then we're going to explain, you know, the wording for them and then how to do them and things. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and start with one that I feel like most people have a grasp on, but we just want to clarify. Okay. Um, What is, have you ever heard somebody say, talk about using their fair or bear or dare? Yeah, I have. So, the, the reason that we're starting with this is just because it's very simple and very yeah, basic. pretty basic stuff. Um, bear is going to be your back air. The B stands for back. Down air is going to be, or dare is going to be down air, um, which is going to stand for down. And then fair. Yeah, which is basically when you're in the air, the down directional stick, as well as the A button, mm-hmm. right? That's that's your dare, or in the same way with bear, the back the opposite of the way that you're facing and the a button right and then another thing that's weird is there's no terminology for up air yeah so that people just call it up air but um it's also good just to know because a lot i've heard a lot of players just saying calling it like up a yeah and people are gonna probably look at you a little weird so when people are talking about aerials up airs down airs that's what they're talking about yeah um the next and then I guess we should cover how to do those. Basically, if you're in the air and you use an A attack or the C stick, you you can do an aerial attack. Yeah. Like we play against some of our um, our cousins and my uncle never use air attacks. I said, you guys should use some more air attacks. And he's like, man, I don't even know what an air attack is. Yeah. And I was like, well. <laughs> well, certain characters really rely on aerial attacks, oh, yeah. right? Certain Most characters, characters, I would say, benefit yeah. greatly off of them except for like Little Mac and that's pretty much it. Everyone yeah. else uses aerials a lot. Well, I mean, Donkey Kong, who I play, he's 
certainly there's aerials you can use. Like his back air is probably his, his main His back aerial. air and up air are like super, super good. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But he didn't rely on aerials as much as somebody like, I mean, like Joker. Yeah. He relies on aerials. Corrin, who I play, relies on aerials. But like me, Gunner, for example, he's got some good aerials. But he doesn't just, he doesn't rely on them to win the game, right? He relies on, obviously, his gun. So certain characters, like if you don't know how to use aerials, you certainly need to learn how to use aerials. And every character, you need to learn how to use aerials. And I will say, too, I don't know if we even mentioned, but neutral air. Is yeah, I forgot that one. The characters, their neutral air is one of their most powerful moves. I mean, like Link, for example, his neutral air is ridiculous. It's it's that kind of little front leg kick deal, but it hits all around him. Mm-hmm. And I think most neutral airs, um, at least that I can think of off the top of my head, pretty much hit all around you. Yeah, right? that's kind of the point. They're kind of like a get out of my face move. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not going to say a combo breaker, but that's the reason. They don't usually do a lot of damage, but they have a lot of move priority. So yeah. move priority is basically um, super armor. For, it's kind of like super armor. And super okay. armor is basically like when you do a move, if somebody hits you with a lighter attack, it's not going to stop doing the move. It's yeah. not going to cancel out the move. Move priority is kind of like that, except for it's like if two moves directly come in contact with each other, the move with priority is going to come out. Going to win top. out, yeah. Um, that's so, how it is. Like I said, with Link's neutral air. He's oh like yeah, neutral air He's has some of the everything. highest priority in the game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like and it will actually kill. It does. His neutral kill, air yeah. will kill up. At, you know, up in the percentages. Yeah, that's not usually neutral airs are usually going to be combo breakers, get out of my face, and. Uh, combo starters for some yeah. characters especially like Corrin and joker those are big combo starters who um use neutral air so let's talk about um another aerial usually aerial attacks that um that not a ton of characters have but it's called a meteor smash or more commonly known as a spike a spike yeah these are some of the fan favorite most satisfying moves in the game to land yeah so um they're yeah they're referred to both as a meteor smash or as i prefer a spike or i think i've heard it be called something else yeah i'm not sure but i think in the game technically it calls it a meteor smash it does call right? it a meteor smash. you're like a meteor yeah so basically um, essentially what this does is it's a move usually in the air I think it's always in the air, actually, except for yeah. Captain Falcon. And um, if you land it in the sweet spot, sometimes just if you land it at all, it will plummet them downward yeah. directly into the blast zone. Or if they're, you know, above the stage and you hit them down onto the stage, it'll kind of basketball them up into the sky. Yeah. So what are some examples of characters who have these? Yeah, well, I mean, my meat gunner has yeah, a meteor a meteor smash spike and, and you know some of them are easier to land than others meteor um not meteor gunner me gunner is a has a pretty difficult spike to land yeah um and then characters like donkey kong i think he has three of them or yeah. four of them yeah i think there's there's at least three that i can think of that are pretty effective but and honestly, I'm not the best at landing land those. Yeah, I've, but they're fun when you do. You've landed quite a few on me. Um, yeah. And it's always like, it's it's pretty easy to get mad at because they kill you kind of early. Oh, yeah. But, um. Yeah, you can die at like, I don't know, 30, 40%. Yeah, and you're like, bro, that killed me so early. And I'm like, that's, it's, that's it's how it's supposed to be. The meteor spikes are literally supposed to kill you super early. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's some. I think like King K. Rule, who I think I mentioned on the first episode, I hate, 
Uh, I think he like every move he does spikes. That's an exaggeration. No, he it, does have a lot of spikes, doesn't he? He only has two. Okay. Well, um, he's, he can land that back air spike thing like so no, easy. It has a spike hitbox throughout almost the entire thing. Yeah. But it's not. It's slow move. Yeah. And then okay. his down air is just super easy to land. Oh, so just the term you just mentioned. Some folks might not realize that's that's a commonly used term hitbox oh yeah you see that's why we want to explain these things because yeah. when we get on to the later episodes and we just start talking like normally I, well normally as far as like being nerds but um yeah i don't, I don't want to confuse anybody going along and just not understanding anything we're talking about because yeah. we do want you to get things out of this so sure. um so maybe maybe we shouldn't should, should we cover hitbox or yeah, should we keep on with some meteor spike Moves. Okay, let's finish our meteor spike stuff. Yeah, so, so Mario, he so, has a pretty satisfying meteor spike, right? Yeah, that forward his, air um, deal. his forward and A, or fair, or forward air, yep. um, is a very, very popular spike, and um, it's just a classic. It's really cool. If you can combo cool. somebody from like center stage all the way to the edge and then meteor spike them, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty satisfying. So, yeah, and I um, I forgot to mention, if you want, if you want to nerd out like us, we're complete nerds. Um, He's a complete nerd. I'm not. Yeah, I just drug him along with it. Um, get <laughs> get some, like, notebook paper or something, or, like, just jot it down in your phone and just remember it. Just remember all these te- techniques and things and yeah. terms. Yeah, and um, if you watch YouTube videos of Super Smash players, you're going to hear these constantly. Definitely. So, um, That's why it's helpful to, to, to know them, know what they're even talking about. So we're just going to cover some other things now that we've gotten out the, um, what I like to call the airs, the yeah. fair, bear, nair, all that crap. Yeah. Um, we're going to cover just some, some, uh, some other technical well, terms. Well, let's, let's, let's hit on hitbox. What is that? Well, we'll cover that in a second. So okay. first I just want to cover the other ones. Um, we've got our throws. Okay. Called an, they call them an F throw, a B throw. And a U throw and a D throw. Okay. Step stand for up, down, back, and front. Yeah. So we're not going to go too in yeah, depth in these. It's pretty self-explanatory. And then there's um, there's no, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then you've got your up special, your down special, your side special, yeah, all that. There's no special terms for that. It's no. Just well, much it's technically called up and B or down and B, but everyone calls it special. Yeah. Um. So you want to cover hitboxes, or do you want to cover something like yeah hitboxes? Because like, what is that? It's pretty pretty, I guess, self-explanatory. But there's there's two terms. There's hitbox, and then there's hurtbox. Now you hear hitbox a lot. People misuse this quite a bit. Yeah, and you don't hear hurtbox a lot, but it it makes sense when you know what the terms are. So basically, your hitbox is how much around a certain move or how far a certain move will reach out, right? Is that right? No, your hitbox is where on your character can get hit. Okay. Hurtbox is the op. Wait, I might so be wrong. <laughs> you're, you're incorrect. So your hitbox, and here's the teaching moment for everyone. Your hitbox is is the hit that you can make as your character is reaching out, punching, smashing, you know, tilting, or specials or whatever. It's where its move hits, like how. How much How area. much range it has. Okay, so yeah. I always get them confused. That's why I let you talk yeah. and start talking about this because I always get confused. And, and then to switch it around, your hurt box is how much area. Because if you notice, sometimes it's like you get hit by things and you're like, that didn't even touch me. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, within you know the, the digital stuff going on behind the scenes, there's an area that they've kind of mapped out in the algorithms and all that stuff that is if you get if if that algorithm touches this algorithm to make the t- terminology simple this close then it it becomes a hit and you get hurt so your hurt box 
is the area that you can get hit. The hitbox is the area that you can hit, right? Yeah, so one character who's known for being notoriously bad um, having hurt boxes is Mewtwo. Okay. That massive tail is like it always gets hit. Yeah. And um, Mewtwo players hate it. So, yeah, thanks for clarifying that because I always get confused. Yeah, it's easy to get confused. I don't want to be feeding Yeah, I think we had actually a a back-and-forth argument at one point kind of early in playing the game as we were talking about hitbox and hurtbox. You were <laughs> saying like, hurtbox was a real thing. I was like, that does not exist. I thought hitbox was the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, it does exist, but you don't hear it as much. Yeah. So, when, yeah, when people talk about, like, bro, that hitbox didn't even hit me, for instance, something I can think of is, like, Marth up smash. It, yeah. like, hits around him, and, like, you can pause the game and look, and the sword won't even be touching you. Right, yeah. You're like, that didn't even hit me. The, the hitboxes on that thing are whack, man. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, I would even say, like I mentioned earlier, Link's um, neutral air has a weird hitbox on it because he can literally, and, and, and what it is, is, like, him jumping in the air like a jump kick, right? His foot's out in front of him, mm-hmm. and yet it will hit behind him. So the hitbox on that particular move is all around him, just like most neutral airs are. Um, and I, th- I would say, and by that same token, like the hitbox on his uh, forward smash is pretty ridiculously long, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty big um, hitbox on that. So we've covered some pretty basic terms. Hitbox and hurtbox are pretty basic terms. Yeah. Let's go into some more, not super advanced, but let's go into some more deep um, techniques. Okay. So... For newer players, a lot of times, they don't even hit the shield button. You don't really need to clarify what shield is. It's when you hit one of the top right or left triggers. Yeah, depending um, on how you set up. Depending on how you have your controller set up. But um, basically what this does is prevent you from being hit by attacks unless your shield goes down, the circle around you goes down to a certain point where you can either be hit, like poked out of it, or um, your shield gets broken and this will stun you for a very long time leaving you very vulnerable for for attacks. You're going to die pretty much. But most Not every players time. most players know about what that is. Yeah. A lot of them don't know what a roll or a spot dodge is yeah. or even a directional well, shield. Hold on. So you mentioned shield cuz here's something that that really still throws me off. You mentioned shield poke. Now I know what a yep. shield break is. I know I can get my shield broken. And you guys if you play the game, obviously you know every time you get hit or when you hold the shield button down, your little shield bubble kind of gets smaller and smaller and smaller the more you hold it down if somebody hits it it gets smaller faster mm-hmm. and if it gets completely gone your shield breaks and you're like stunned and they can forward smash you or whatever except for with jigglypuff then you just poof into that yeah with jigglypuff if you get your shield broken you just die instantly yeah so everybody's probably pretty clear on that but what about shield poke what is that um it's pretty self-explanatory. Essentially okay. what it is is when your shield gets down to a point where it's pretty much going to be when you can see like a part of your character's model poking out. Yeah. Um, if they hit you with a character, for instance, like core and forward smash, if I've been holding shield for a long time or my shield's taking a lot of damage and she forward smashes, we, we <laughs> forward smashes me while I'm holding shield, um, if it is small enough to where like my arm or my leg is poking out... Um, it will either shield break me, which is probably what would happen, or it would poke me, which is essentially just you would nulli- take damage even it though you're holding the shield. It would nullify your shield, yeah, without breaking it. Now there is something that a lot of people don't know. Uh, it's hard for me to do. I, I don't. Yeah, this is actually a very advanced thing. Nobody ever really does it, but yeah. um, 
kind of kind of moving your shield bubble around. Like if you know somebody's going to try to shield poke you from above, you can actually move as you're holding shield. You push the directional button and it'll move your shield bubble in that direction. Actually, to clarify, you don't just move the button because then you won't be able to direct it side to side without rolling. Yeah. Um, if you hold shield and press B and hold B, you can direct it in every direction. Okay. Which is known as shield stalling. Okay. Um, so yeah. Actually, to, I didn't to know clarify. that. Yeah. But I, see, I don't use that technique because it's I don't, like way I never, too advanced I never me. direct my shield. Well, it's not too advanced for me. It's just that it's never the first thing that comes to my mind right. before I roll or spot dodge, which is going to be the next thing that we talk okay. about. Okay, do it. So why don't um you cover roll and I'll cover spot dodge. Okay, so I mean, roll is pretty self-explanatory. And I'm sure some of you have done this and new players are known to kind of spam it. And we're going to explain why not yeah, to. Yeah, so a roll is when you're holding the shield button and basically you push either directional button, you'll roll behind you or you'll roll in front of you now where you can really mess up which is where i mess up and as far as improvements i didn't Mm -hmm. mention this and i think i have been improving on this though but rolling in so if i'm shielding and you're across the the map or something like that or let's say i just got up right Mm -hmm. you you knock me across the map i just got up and i'm holding shield a lot of times i'll roll in back towards you rather than staying where i'm at or rolling out when you roll essentially your shield comes down and you move now you can roll behind the person but in the midst of the roll there are certain frames and maybe we can talk about frame data or frames and all that stuff that can get really kind of yeah, technical that can get pretty technical but there are certain frames where you're vulnerable and you can get hit as a matter of fact you get hit if you roll into somebody and they're they're doing some kind of you know attack in some way you're gonna you're gonna likely get hit yeah and let's talk about why you should not spam this like i said and spam it's just using a move a lot. Yeah, a, yeah. Everyone knows that technique. Yeah. Say, or not technique, that term. But um, so basically, the more that you roll, the less frames of invincibility, so the less seconds that you're going to get when you roll of invincibility, intangibility, will you get. Yeah. So when you roll, you get a split second where they cannot harm you. Right. So this is essentially like if someone was about to shoot me with a projectile or like a, a gunshot or something. I could roll forward or backward, or spot dodge is pretty. Roll is when you press left or right while holding shield. Spot dodge is when you press down. You don't go anywhere, but your character like kind of like yeah. moves their body, and it gets more invincibility than a roll without actually going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So this is gonna give you more and gonna give you a little bit of invincibility. Yeah. But the more that you use it, not only will it take more seconds or frames for the the roll, spot dodge, whatever to come out. It will also start to lose how much frames of invincibility it gets. Yeah. So I've noticed with you sometimes it, this was you've really improved on this, but every time I would hit you and knock you to the ground, you would roll in, always towards me. Yeah. And I've noticed now you've started to roll back. You started to um, to tech it, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. And you've started to roll forward and kind of you want to you want to make sure and mix it up because yeah. I've noticed with you I could literally just hold forward and forward smash. Um, and you would always get hit by it because you'd always roll into it. Yeah. And I was like, man, you gotta stop that. And you're like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually did. Well, you mentioned spot dodging, and that's something that actually probably the first several months of me playing that I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't bother with. And that's the thing too. There's things you got to work on. There's maybe these spot dodging and all of this. You're gonna need to learn how to roll for sure. Spot dodging. You're gonna need to learn how to do that. But it's something you can work on, right? And 
it is helpful though, especially if you're standing there kind of toe to toe and you know somebody's about to hit you or grab you. If you can spot dodge real quick, then you can grab them or attack them. Or yeah, do. essentially it's like a timing kind yeah. of thing. So if you just sit there holding shield, when someone is about to attack, you just sit there holding shield and pressing down over and over, yeah. you're going to probably get hit. But if you really learn how to perfectly time those spot dodges and uh, and rolls, then you can really start to avoid things a lot. Yeah, yeah. so spot dodging basically standing in the same spot and dodging, and it's shield and down. Yep, shield and press down. Yep. Um, so let's talk about another shielding technique called okay. the parry. All right. This is something that I've, I think that I've gotten pretty good at. Yeah. I'm pretty good at parrying. Yeah. So essentially what parry is, and I'm not really sure what it does, but I think I have a good enough idea. Okay. So when you're holding shield and somebody attacks you rather than spot dodging or rolling, if you release the shield right as the move hits your shield, um, there'll be a, like a flash of light and it was like, yeah. And I'm sure some new players have um, done this and, you know, not known what it was. Right, yeah. And it can be like, whoa, what was that? Um, I think essentially what this does is, I think before we can cover parry, we need to um, talk about what out of shield moves are. Okay. So essentially, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have five or four or five out of shield options. Oh, it depends on the character, I think. Right? No. It's always the same. Well, okay, yeah. Every character has out of shield options, but... What I'm saying is some characters, their out-of-shield options are, are better. Like, um, for example, like I mentioned with Link, his best out-of-shield option is going to be his neutral air, I think. He could do his forward smash out of shield, but it's very slow coming out of shield. Also, his, his up uh, special is a really good out-of-shield Yeah, move. so let's go ahead and talk about what the out-of-shield moves are. You're going to have grab, up smash, up B... And roll and spot dodge. Yeah. Now, you said Nair is a good out-of-shield move, and that may be true for you, but actually what, what we mean by out-of-shield moves, you can do every move out-of-shield, yeah. but when you don't do one of those things that I just mentioned, you're going to have uh, quite a few frames of an animation that's going to like be them putting their arms down. Yeah. So if you do up smash, up B, grab, or roll, these... This animation won't happen. Right. So neutral air is going to come out slower than even up B. Yeah. Even though okay. it, it, it might be a better out of shield move because it gets them out of their face. But if the opponent has really fast reaction time, they're going to be able to hit you before you even are able yeah. to get that move out. Okay. So now that we've covered what this out of shield option thing is and um, and the animation of dropping shield, yeah. um, let's talk about parrying again. So okay. you release your shield as soon as an attack hits you. Um, and basically what this does is allows you to do any move after releasing your shield and parrying without having to do that animation and also granting a small bit of invincibility. Okay. About the same as a spot dodge or a roll, yeah. except for doing parry over and over will not decrease the amount of right. invincibility. It just makes you look cool. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I feel like you, I've heard you say, like, you don't even know what it does. Yeah. And I don't even really, so I watched a couple of videos, and that's basically what I've come up with for yeah. as far as what it does. It's not as beneficial as you would think it would be. Yeah, you, you feel know, like it would let you, you like, time it free good. hit. You feel like it would, like, let you get a free hit on them or something. Yeah. Which actually would be a pretty cool mechanic. Yeah. But. Let's, I don't even know if you have this written down in your notes, but I think we should just cover real quick what we're talking about when we talk about frames, because we've mentioned that a lot. We've mentioned frames, frame data. So what are we talking about there? Um, I'm not really an 
a very good talker on this kind of subject, yeah. but I think essentially every second has or every move has a certain amount of frames that it takes to complete the move. Yeah. And each frame, I'm not sure, it's probably like zero point something something seconds. But essentially the more frames it has, the more the slower that the move is. Yeah. So if for instance, Zero Suit Samus's her jab, just tapping A comes out on frame one so yeah. it is a very very fast jab so that means as soon as you press it it's going to come out right but for someone like link his forward smash you're going to hold it you're going to release it and he's going to have to do the animation of going forward and i don't i think it takes like 20 something frames to come out right yeah so yeah essentially when we talk about frames we're talking about how fast the move is yeah. coming out and it, it can kind of be like if you know anything about um if you know anything about video recording and things like that, you've got you can record at thirty frames per second, sixty frames per second. Mm-hmm. Those are those are like kind of imagine it as like little pictures that are taken a lot. That's essentially what video is. Yeah. It's just fast. It's just a bunch of little pictures. It's super put fast pictures. Yeah. So it's kinda of like that. You know, imagine you've got how many ever frames within a second that take place on the screen. Uh, so many of those frames are are what it takes to do a particular move. And not to get too complex with this, but there are certain moves, like he mentioned, that take more frames than others to complete the whole animation of the move. And within those frames, only certain of those frames actually hit. So, for example, like with Link's forward smash that you mentioned, I'm not sure this is exactly, I'm just kind of giving an example. Let's say it takes 20 frames to complete the move. Yeah, I'm not really sure how many frames it takes. Yeah, we're just throwing this number out there. So, let's say 20 frames to complete the move. That includes him pulling back the sword all the way to when the sword hits the ground, right? Yep. Um, let's say the first three frames don't even hit, right? They're just him kind of cocking back the sword, and it only hits from three, from frame four to 15 or something like that. And to even get more complex, within certain of those frames, it hits harder than other places. At the peak, maybe, it yep. might hit harder. And that's... Again, I'm I, I kind of just pulling things out of a hat. I don't know if that's exactly how it works with with links, but I'm saying with many moves, that's how it is. Different frames hit at different places. Like with spike moves, we mentioned right away. Yep. Um, there are certain frames in a particular move that won't spike. Yeah, especially with like um, we talked about me gunner having a hard spike to land. Yeah. And I think I said it only has a couple frames that it hits. Yeah. That essentially means that. I don't know what time it is. I think it's more to the middle of the move that it yeah, spikes. Yeah, it is. But um, only in those frames or like milliseconds of the move will it actually send yeah. them downwards. Yeah. So let's say that entire down air takes 10 frames or something. I think Again, that one takes throwing, 30 actually. Okay, just throwing a number out there. Though. Yeah. Let's, say, yeah, let's yeah. say it did take 10 frames. Frames 1, 2, and 3 are just him getting ready, kind of cocking back the, it's the, the animation, gun or whatever. Yep. Yeah. On frame four is when it begins to hit, and then frames six, seven, and eight, or if you do hit, are actually going to spike if if you're you know if they're at a percentage where they'll spike. Yeah, and the um the term for this is known as a sweet spot. Yeah. So this is going to be the part of a move that hits the strongest or does the intended thing, yeah. and the rest of them are going to be a weaker hit that send in various directions. Yeah, yeah. But um, let's cover um yet again another shield. Another shield technique called okay. a tech. Yeah. Um, also a tech roll and a tech wall jump. These are all fairly advanced techniques. Um, no pun intended. So um, 
a tech is basically before you hit the ground or like underneath the stage if you press your shield button it, various people use different buttons like um my brother he uses the the top he plays with a pro controller he uses the x button on the top yeah and my friend came over and was playing with his um, account and he was like what in the world why is this his shield button it's just because he's used to it yeah so whatever your shield button is it's going to be default the top the back um top buttons yeah um i think it's called like zr and zl yeah so basically if you hit one of these before you land on the ground like if someone hits you and like you fly back and you land on the ground and then you can roll forward or backwards like yeah. we explained by hitting a direction um if you hit your shield button you're going to like stop yourself a little like yellow circle is going to pop up and you're going to boost up instantly without having those seconds of vulnerability to be attacked so um yeah and that same thing applies one thing that a lot of donkey kong players do is he has a grab where he'll grab you and put you over his shoulder and then he'll jump off the stage and throw you up against it yeah and it knocks you straight down and um if you see pro players do this a lot of times you'll see they don't get knocked straight to the the blast zone the death zone um so yeah that's basically what a tech is and then um a tech roll is essentially if you get hit like backwards if you hit it and backwards in a direction you will roll but you won't have that animation where like you're on the ground and then you have to roll it'll just do it instantly and you get a lot more invincibility for this okay than just normal rolling like yeah. a lot more like double or triple the amount okay yeah and this can be kind of hard to master especially the one underneath the stage um like if somebody hits you with their their up b their up special and you know bonks you up against the top the bottom of the stage and you die instantly at like yeah you can die at like 20 that's 30%. got a stage spike it's got a stage spike yes um or a stage meteor as i've heard some people refer to it okay but um yeah this can be very difficult to avoid and there are different methods of avoiding a stage spike um the main one is just by hitting shield and you know you won't get hit by it and then you can recover or you know even reverse spike them yeah um and then there's also one known as a tech wall jump which is um if you hit tech and then hit like to the opposite direction of the wall and jump you'll not only get stage spiked but you'll give yourself a boost yeah and this is a very very advanced technique but i'm just covering it all in this one area okay and there are YouTube videos out there and things to help you further um, learn how to do this. Yeah. And this can be something that you can't really like go into the training mode and just practice over and over. Like right. Because you, you got to like, have somebody fighting you and hitting yeah, you, right? Yeah. You can, you can practice it. You know, if you got a buddy to help you, then you can just both practice that or something. Yeah. So, uh, so another term yeah. that we need to cover just real quick is the term DI. What does that mean? Because, you know, you're, you're, getting knocked into the blast zone and you probably again if you guys have watched youtube videos you've seen people that are 150 <laughs> percent and you like you know they got hit really hard so they're going into the blast zone and somehow they come back and and they keep doing it it's like how yeah, do they I, keep coming back when i would normally die and that's called a di Right? Which stands for directional influence. Yeah. So um, essentially what this is, is when you're flying out, let's say you're flying to the right of the stage, if you hit your top left analog stick and hold it into a direction basically to stop your momentum, this will help you not die at such early percent, say to like Ganon forward smash. Yeah. Normally most players die at like 30 or 40%, but you see these good players 
surviving so much longer. Yeah. And there are, you can really DI in every direction and it depends on which direction you get launched in. So if you get launched directly up, you're going to want to DI down. If you get launched to the right, you're going to want to DI to the left. Um, if you get launched to like the top right corner, you can like, if you have a GameCube controller, it's a lot easier. But um, if you have another controller, you just want to tilt it into that like Basically to the opposite direction of where you're going. That's essentially what it is. And not only do you just want to tilt your stick, you want to use any method possible to stop your momentum. Because we were just playing before this. And um, I got killed. I told you I jumped, right? Yeah. And it can be really frustrating sometimes because it doesn't always work. It's not like a guaranteed, you know, you'll live forever. Yeah. But it it definitely does help. Yeah. And and uh, I think it does matter too how many frames i mean when you get knocked into the blast zone or toward the blast zone if you just hit the directional button immediately then that's not going to help you you actually got to wait a few frames before you start hitting the directional button in the opposite direction for it to like input Am yeah I right and, about that um yeah you're right and don't just like tap it that direction you want to hold it there yeah um and like i said use any method possible to stop it so you can air dodge which is you know by hitting shield in a direction um in the air with the analog stick so you hit shield while in the air and then direction and you'll air dodge or like if you have like inkling and you can side and be that little roller thing yeah to the direction of the stage you just want to try to stop your momentum to keep you from you know dying as early yeah so let's talk about um i think we're gonna wrap up here okay the next 10 minutes yeah. so let's talk about some um some other ones let's talk about edge guard and ledge guard do you know the difference um, I mean, in the edge of the ledge? No. Okay. okay. So there's actually a difference. All right. So I do this a lot of times. Say you're off stage and I jump off and grab onto that ledge and wait for you to come okay. over to like the ledge and then I hit you again. That's called ledge guarding. Okay. Um, so if I'm sitting on the ledge or like jumping on and off the ledge, um, that's going to be ledge guarding. Yeah. And people kind of just tie them into the same thing, but just so you know the difference. Okay. And edge guard is going to be, say, I was just standing on the edge of the stage waiting for you to recover so I could, like, hit you. Right. With something else. Yeah. So, basically, in both of those, you're trying to keep me from getting back on the stage. Yeah. Um, and it's really a very small difference, and most people just say edge guard for both well, of them. Well, I mean, a lot of times with ledge guard, like, I, I use that some. Um, like with corn, for example, she has a really good back air Mm -hmm. and Donkey Kong too. He has a good back air. And so I will hang on the ledge and try to get you with the back air as you're trying to recover. It's the back air. seems like with most characters, a back air, back air is a really good ledge guarding. Yeah. And it's basically so that you position yourself to where you're not falling off of the stage itself. Um, and I don't recommend going for these advanced, more advanced techniques and things if you don't really have recovery down. Yeah. Um, obviously if you have a character with a very good recovery, like Pit, Rob, um, King K rule, you, you have a lot more freedom to, um, ledge guard them or edge guard them. Yeah. Um, and let's go over another term. Um, two of them actually stage control and neutral game. Okay. Uh, do you want to try to cover stage control? I mean, I'll try, but you'll probably have to correct me some, but basically, um, stage control is being kind of the king of the hill, right? You're taking control of the stage. You're knocking them all over the place. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
kind of the king of stage control is actually Little Mac. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's basically maintaining man, maintaining the center of the stage or really just the stage itself yeah. and constantly knocking them off of it and just having really good awareness of everywhere that they're going yeah. so that you kind of take control of the entire stage and right. keep, you know, juggling them up in the air. And you'll see some of the top players. Um, for instance, one match I was watching earlier, MK Leo. Every time, you know, he was getting hit to, like, the sides of the stage, he was rolling back, he was jumping back to the center of the stage so that he could maintain control over all sides of him. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and I will mention that if you guys, again, you're kind of brand new to the game, being in the center of the stage is the best spot to be because if you're at the edge, if you're at one edge, let's say if you're at the far left edge and someone forward smashes you left... You're more likely to die than yeah. if you're in the center Making of the stage and it smash less, you that way. It'll make your DI much less effective. Yeah, yeah. So you could die earlier if you're at the edge of the stage, and that's like if you ever see on uh, YouTube videos or if you ever done this yourself, you pop somebody's shield. It's good to push them all the way over to one side of the stage and then do your forward smash because it's more likely to kill them yeah. than just doing your forward smash right there if it's in the center of the stage. Yep. And um, this will not take them out of the shield break animation unless you break their shield on a platform. If you push them to the edge of the platform too far, you can still push them a little bit. But if you push them too far, it'll tip them. They won't fall off the platform, yeah, but it'll, it'll break kind of them. snap them out of yep. the, the discombobulation that they're in. Yep. And um, let's cover... I, I forgot to cover one. Um, but let's just cover neutral game real quick. Okay. So neutral game is going to be when... Neither player is in an advantage state, yeah. which is like having less percent of them and a stock ahead or like, I don't know, whatever it could be. Yeah. And um, having above that player or disadvantage state, which is, you know, being a stock behind, percent behind. Yeah. So this is when, you know, the start of the match when both players die and are at zero. Neutral game is, you know, what you're doing when both of you are at the same starting and how you're getting in there and approaching. Yeah. So you'll hear a lot of times people say your neutral game needs a little work. So a lot of times what this could mean is maybe you're just rushing in a little too fast um, yeah. and you need to take some time, you know, shoot some projectiles or fish for some grabs and combo starters. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, it's, it's yeah, because if you guys noticed, or again, if you watch YouTube videos, you'll see people, for example, start combos at certain percentages, right? That's your your past kind of neutral game. They're, your opponent's at 100% or something. There's certain moves that will start combos easier because let's say, for example, if they're 100% or maybe between 80 and 100%, when you hit them with a, with a down tilt, it's likely to fling them up further than it would if they were at 0%, for example, and that will give you the ability to jump and time that jump just so that you can hit them with your forward smash, then hit them with your or your forward air, sorry, your fair, and then your up air, and then so there's different percentages, and we can probably get in that in another episode. Different percentages allow you to do certain things. Will hit the the opponent further or less far based on the percentage. Yep, that's a great way to summarize it. Yep. And then another one we're just gonna go over real quick is. Um, a lot of times you'll hear people say, is that a true combo? Yeah. We're not really going to get too in-depth in it. I meant to mention it earlier. Maybe but we'll do one about combos or something. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, we, we could do something about combos. But um, essentially, a true combo is a combo that you cannot escape. Right. Um, and don't get like nervous. Like, oh, man, they're going to true combo me. There's not a whole lot of them in the game. Most of them are escapable. 
via like an air dodge or DIing out of their move. Yeah. So uh, and, and DI is does not apply to only when you get launched. You can DI is whenever you're influencing your character to move in a certain direction. Even when you jump and press left to jump to the left, that's a DI. Yeah. So uh, I think we're good. Yeah, I think that's good. I think yeah, we covered a lot. Much, uh, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for episode two. Thank you for uh, joining me and explain, explaining some of these yeah. techniques. I know it's very easy to get lost in all the terminology and feel like you'll never be able to you know, get up there and become a better player. But um, just don't try to... Don't get overwhelmed with it all. You want to set yourself some goals and, you know, keep working on those certain things. Yeah, and have fun. That's yeah, the main and thing. We, we talk about it like it's a super advanced thing, and it, it can get advanced. So uh, make sure you're, you're having fun, and don't, don't play it just to become the very best, unless yeah. you're like me, and that's what you want. <laughs> so, uh, yep, thanks for listening. And if you're on Apple, or I guess you can do it on other t- things too, please leave a review. It just helps boost the uh the algorithm i guess like when i want it to be when i search smash bros on apple Podcasts, it actually pops up it is right. nowhere there so uh let's hope to try to get that and uh yep thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening